You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 253 of the Make It British podcast. So today I'm going to be looking at all of those different job roles that if you have a product-based business, these are the roles that you're going to have to fill in your business. So I think a lot of people, when they start a UK-made brand, particularly the people we work with in our British Brand Accelerator, they are career changers. They've potentially come from a corporate job and they think they're swapping corporate life for a really creative one and running a creative business. And hey, isn't that going to be fun? Because I'm just going to be developing lovely products all day. And to some extent, that is true because you get to be the master of your own destiny. But it also means you are filling every single role within that company at first, unless you've got a co-founder with you, or you've got a huge amount of cash or investment to employ people to fill some of these roles. So what I thought I'd go through today was what all of these different areas of your business are that you need to be focusing on and those roles that you need to be filling, the skills that you need to have. You're probably aware of quite a few of these, but you weren't aware that you are the chief exec of all these different areas in your business. So I don't want to put you off because there are a lot of different things to think about here. One of the things we do in our British Brand Accelerator program is help our clients to understand that your whole business ecosystem needs to work together. And it's not just about developing lovely products. Yes, you do, but that's just a small part of what it is to run a UK-made brand. And until you've got the cash behind you to be able to employ someone else to fill each one of these different roles and just become the CEO of your business and nothing else, you need to be thinking about each of these different things. Were you ready? Shall we start? So the first one is obviously the chief executive officer. And I'm also calling that the problem solver. So as the chief exec of your business, you are in charge of the company's overall direction. That means solving problems. That means coming up with what the business's strategy is and then making decisions as to whether to pivot on that strategy or to continue doing what you've been doing. So that means thinking about things like what is the business's long-term goal? Which product categories should you be going into? Should you be switching manufacturers? Is your strategy to think about wholesale or are you just going to be direct to the consumer? All of these things you need to be thinking about, but without a doubt, being a problem solver is one of the essential skills that you need to have if you've got product-based business. And I learned that from my days when I was a buyer 
it's constantly solving problems. There's always something when you're developing products that comes up as a problem. And that that's not a bad thing. It just gives you a chance to reevaluate and work out what you're going to do next. So for instance, production gets delayed for some reason. That may be a problem because you might have planned a photo shoot around that and then that's not going to happen on time. So how are you going to solve that problem? Or you may have decided to originally launch with one type of product and then you find out that it doesn't sell. Then you as the chief exec need to make the decision, do we continue with this product until we can find the customer that loves it or do we pivot in a new direction and try something else? So chief problem solver or chief executive officer, as it's officially called, is going to be your first title and probably the one that you're going to continue with for as long as you're running the business. Number two is the job that everyone thinks they're going to be doing when they launch a UK made brand. And that is the chief product officer. In other words, the creator of the products. So that is the person that is responsible for the nitty gritty of the developing of the product. So the designing, the detail of the product, what sizes you're gonna make it in, the colors that you choose, which raw materials you're gonna source, uh, just coming up with ideas for the products, putting mood boards together. This is all the lovely creative stuff that you probably wanted to do when you first launched this business. And it's probably your default mode that you'll go back into when something else is going wrong and you can't solve that problems that the chief exec is supposed to be solving. So instead, you just become the chief product officer and you just go back to worrying about the products. It's great, but it can also lead to issues where you end up with too many products and not enough sales. So that then brings me on to number three, which is the chief marketing officer, otherwise known as probably the content creator. So you're the person that has to decide on the marketing strategy for the business. How are you gonna sell the products? This is one of the most important roles because if you can't sell the products, there's no point in creating them. So as the chief marketing officer, you need to devise the marketing strategy, a calendar for all your marketing activities. You need to decide on which platforms you're going to use for your marketing. Are you on Instagram? Are you on TikTok? Uh, you need to think about, are there any events you're going to? Are you going to be joining marketplaces? So coming up with all of the marketing strategy, but then... You're probably also creating the content. That's things like making videos, doing graphics in Canva, um, maybe even designing your website and your branding, creating printed literature, designing labels. So you didn't know you also had to be a graphic designer as well. But the good thing is these days with tools like Canva, it does make it a lot easier to do a lot of these jobs before you can afford to employ the professionals to do it. And the next role, number four, is the chief operations officer, otherwise known as a quality controller. So if you thought a manufacturer was going to be your COO and was going to be in charge of making sure your products were the right quality and that they arrived at the right time in the right place and manage critical paths for you and planned your production, that's totally up to you. You can only work with your manufacturers as a partner, but you cannot leave the responsibility to them of all of the operations of your business happening on time, which means you need to keep an eye on it and you need to track it. So things like critical paths are really important. 
as is getting to the factory and looking at your products to see what the quality is like and deciding which suppliers you're going to work with and managing those supplier relationships, deciding when you need to find a new supplier. All of that is your responsibility as the chief operating officer. You could outsource some of that to a production consultant, but that's going to cost you quite a bit of money and it may not be money you can afford to spend right now. Plus, I always think it's much better to build up a good relationship with your manufacturer than to leave it to someone else to do the go-between between you and the factory. After all, it's your product and you need to be controlling what your product quality is like, when it's arriving, and all of those important relationships with the factory. So that's your role as a CEO. And then number five, the one that everyone hates, the chief financial officer, in other words, the cost controller. So knowing your numbers is such an important part of having a business. You need to know what your gross and net profit is. You need to know what your margin is for your product. You need to decide on how much stock you're going to buy. Uh, you need to negotiate with suppliers. You also need to be constantly monitoring your cash flow and your outgoings and your costs because the biggest killer to small businesses, particularly product-based businesses, is having too much money invested in stock and not keeping an eye on their cash flow. So as well as monitoring the sales coming in, you need to monitor how much money you've actually got going out as well. So that's your responsibility. Yes, some of it you could hand over to an accountant and a bookkeeper, but you really need to know. And we all see it all the time on Dragon's Den. They say, what's your gross profit? And the business owners stand there and they're like a rabbit in the headlights and they haven't actually got a clue. You really need to know those numbers, okay? Because if you don't know your numbers, that's when you're going to come a cropper. So being your own chief financial officer is a really important role. Are you ready to finally master your manufacturing and create profitable UK-made products? If so, I've got an exclusive training just for you. This training is for businesses that make in the UK or want to and who are interested in working with me in our British Brand Accelerator for creative small business owners who want to develop and sell profitable UK-made products. If your application is accepted, you'll receive a copy of my exclusive free private training on how to develop profitable UK-made products with ease. In the training, I go through my exact three-part framework that we use to help our clients successfully launch and grow their UK-made brands. And I'll show you exactly how it works along with all kinds of examples. I'll also explain everything you need to know about the Accelerator to ensure that we can truly help you to get the results that you're looking for. To apply for an invite to the British Brand Accelerator and get a copy of the training, go to katehills.co.uk forward slash apply. Then you've got number six, the one you either love or hate, and that's the chief technical officer. So basically, the person who's the operator of all the technology. And boy, is there a lot of technology in business these days. And that's a good thing. It can save you time. It's so much easier now when you've got technology like zero for bookkeeping than before when you had spreadsheets and bits of paper. So in a way, technology can save you as a small business owner. It can save you time but it can also cost you such a lot of time 
in deciding what technology you're going to use and getting used to using that technology. Common questions that always come up in British Brand Accelerator on our coaching calls are things like, should I use Shopify over WooCommerce? Or how about MailChimp versus Klaviyo? All these different decisions you have to make about which platforms you're going to use, which software you're going to use. And that's before you've even got to grips with using it. Like, Even MailChimp can be totally confusing to small businesses before you start to get to grips with it. But getting to grips with a platform to send out your email marketing is really important. And it's not an excuse not to send out marketing emails because you can't decide whether to use MailChimp or Klaviyo or any of these other massive amount of choices that you've got when it comes to which software platforms you're going to use for your email marketing. And then as well as your website and your mailing software, you've got to decide on things like which payment processes you're going to use. And I remember finding that a total minefield when I first started Make It British. And then all the acronyms and the lingo that all these businesses use, it can be totally confusing to understand all the tech. And I actually quite enjoy tech. In fact, I'm a bit guilty of constantly buying software thinking, oh, we just need another piece of software to do this. <laughs> and that's the other thing, your bill for all this different tech you're using can really quickly go through the roof because of all these different things you've got. And they've all got to speak to each other as well. And it's like, ah, my God, it's a nightmare, total nightmare. And that's before you've made sure it's all continuously working, that your website doesn't go offline or God forbid, something gets hacked because you've not used the two-factor authentication and worrying that your website is going to go down in the middle of the night, which it has done to us, which has been a total nightmare. So yeah, being a chief technical officer, this is maybe why it is one of those jobs that people first outsource and they end up going to an agency and then you've just got the cost of an agency managing all this stuff. And you think, is it money for old rope? Because they don't really seem to be doing much apart from uploading a load of plugins. But at the end of the day, if it's going to take you hours and hours to learn how to do that thing, maybe sometimes that is one of the things that is worth outsourcing. A role that's becoming more and more important, and that's chief sustainability officer. In other words, who is in charge of deciding within your company what your sustainability strategy is, what the environmental impact is of both your business, but the business of your suppliers, your raw material choices. That's part of your responsibility as a sustainability director. So it's no point saying I want to be a sustainable brand if you're not managing all of these different things. So if you haven't got your chief compliance hat on and you're thinking about what impact does this decision in my business have on our sustainability credentials? And that's not just your product and the raw materials that go into your product, but it's also things like the packaging. Where does your packaging come from? Your shipping, what impact does that have? And how about your people strategy? And what about applying for something like B Corp status? I mean, that is so complex, but more and more businesses are working towards something like that because they want to show that they are doing the right thing. So your job as sustainability director is to make sure that you know where you stand with all these different things. So number eight that I've got on my list is the boring one. It's the chief data officer. Now, big businesses, this is a really important role. But as a small business, you've also got to be thinking about this as well. Like, where are you storing the data from your customers and the people that opt into your mailing list? GDPR rules say that as a small business, you have to be just as responsible for this data information as the big businesses are as well. And it can be really scary. You've got to have a cookie policy. 
You've got to have a privacy policy. You've got to have terms and conditions. And there's a lot of companies and lawyers out there that will charge you a lot of money to advise you on this. So it's one of the areas I highly recommend that you get knowledgeable on and you do your research yourself before you shell out thousands and thousands of pounds to make sure that you're properly data compliant. There's a really good book actually called Built on Rock. I can't remember who it's by, but I'll put the link in the show notes that tells you all the legal things you need to know as a small business owner. I'd highly recommend it. Get knowledgeable on it because you can't just say that you opt out of all responsibility of what you're doing with your data as the company owner. And then finally, the job that every small business owner will end up spending hours and hours on, and that's the chief administrative officer. So all of those little admin tasks in your business that need doing on a day-to-day basis, whether that's trips to the post office, whether that is answering the phone, responding to emails, there's so much admin that goes on. And I know that can wear down a lot of small businesses that are just getting bogged down in admin. So when it comes to deciding which of these jobs you're going to outsource first as a small business, when you finally got a bit of cash or some investment, you've started thinking something here, I have to outsource, I'm going mad, I'm doing 80 hours a week, which one should you outsource first? Now that totally depends on what your skills are and what you actually enjoy doing. What A lot of small businesses attempted to do is outsource that marketing piece first. So content creation, being the marketing director of your business. I actually think that's one of the last things you should outsource. As a small business, you do not want to take your eye off the ball on how your business is coming across to your customers, which basically is the marketing If you start to do that, your business just becomes like everyone else's. You lose the face of your business and you also lose control on your relationship with your customers. So don't be tempted to outsource the marketing first. Probably one of the things that most people outsource, which is worth doing, is the financial side. If you find the numbers really hard, then thinking about getting someone that can help you with the numbers in your business is well worth doing because you won't have a business if you can't manage the numbers. And then getting someone that can help you with those admin jobs purely because that's one of the lowest paid roles here. So it's no point you as the chief exec of the business doing things that you could pay someone 10, 11, 12 pounds an hour to do. Think about the value of your time. Is that time better spent on direct-to-customer marketing and sales activities or strategic activities where you're working on your business and planning for what you're doing going forward rather than getting bogged down in the nitty-gritty of some of the admin tasks. An admin job is also someone it's quite easy to find to do. So there's lots of platforms like Fiverr and People Per Hour where you can find admin support for just a few hours a week that can do some of those little jobs for you because you really should be focusing on those key roles in your business that are moving the business forward and then ensuring that your business continues to remain profitable. So I hope you found that useful. Let me know which one of those roles in your business do you least like doing and do you most want to outsource first? Or have you already outsourced some of those roles and now you're regretting it? Drop me an email to kate at makeitbritish.co.uk. I would love to hear from you. It's always great to hear who is listening to the podcast. 
And if you are a small business that is struggling, bogged down by all these different roles that you've got to manage in your business and it's just not working, think about applying for our British Brand Accelerator Programme. We help you with all different aspects of your business, not just developing products, but making sure you've got your sales and your marketing strategy right and that you've got the numbers right in your business so that you are continuously profitable because that's where you need to be to not think, oh my God, I wish I was going back to my corporate job. And no one wants that. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Take care. Bye.